Welcome to another episode. Today I wanted to talk about the college football new rankings that came out on ESPN um, and my take on those. I also got with my buddy Kirk Groom. Shout out to him. He wanted me to talk about a couple of things such as uh, the NFL games going to Europe, um, the NBA expansion, um, and previewing college basketball, and the whole Michigan sign-stealing fiasco. So I'm going to quickly go into that. And I will begin with NFL games going to Europe. I was asked earlier if there will be a team in Europe. And this is my take on the NFL going abroad, you know, crossing the pond to get to Europe to play the games. It looks like we have quite the fan base out there. And that's great and all. Um, I'm all for expansion. But if we're actually going to expand to Europe, I feel like you need to make travel a lot faster. I, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an astro. Whatever. But if in order to have a team that can tra- you know be in Europe and travel to you know one week go to LA, one week go to Buffalo, one week go to Indianapolis. You're going to have to make travel a lot more efficient than it is today. It's already very efficient, obviously. But you're going to have to make... We're going to have to come up to make rocket ships to get these guys over. Because you could tell... I remember uh, Marquette, uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, uh, the receiver for the Chiefs. They're going to play in, in Germany on Sunday. And he was saying, you know, it's great that we have fans out there, but it's kind of a pain... For me and, you know, all of our teammates, you know, when it comes to being gone, I mean, they're gone for the whole week, if not longer than that, because you got to get acclimated to the time zone. You got to get acclimated to just everything that goes with going to Europe. And for me, I think once we're able to find ways to have faster travel and fast, you know, just more efficient ways to incorporate Europe into the NFL, I think that's when you strike to get more teams into Europe. I think if we're going to expand outside the United States, obviously just because of geography reasons, you should start with the Canadian teams and you know some teams in Mexico as well. Like It would be cool to have a team in Mexico City. I think that would be awesome. I would go to an away game the first year they become a team if they play the Saints. That would be really fun to go to. And you know, also a, a city like Ontario and Vancouver – those would be two really awesome NFL teams. I mean, you see it in the NBA, and you see it in hockey incorporating Canadian teams into the professional leagues. Um, why not get a team out of the um, Canadian Football League to join the NFL? Why not? It's only going to make more money for the NFL anyway. Um, so, you know, you could you could easily expand it to 36 teams, just get the top four teams in the Canadian Football League to go to the NFL before you then can make moves to incorporate a team in London, a team in Munich. That's my take on that. I think we need to kind of pump the brakes on expanding eastward. We should try and go north and south here on the expansion for the NFL, just like the other pro leagues, like I said. And the MLB also has a, a Blue Jays as well. So um, that's my take on uh, you know NFL games going to Europe. I think that's great, but... I feel like I don't think every 
teams should do it. I think you should just do like one, get like one week out of the year where you have a matchup in London, a matchup in Munich, and a matchup, you know, in another city that has a lot of NFL, you know, fans. And just make it one weekend where you have your three to four matchups in different areas and then call it a year. Like, having it consistently like that. Like, the Jaguars played there twice. Like, those guys were out there for weeks. They have home. They have families. They have homes. I just didn't think it was really fair for the players to constantly, week after week, there's another game in London. There's a game in Munich. I think if you're going to do that, like I said before, do the games in Vancouver. Do the games in Ontario. Do the games in Mexico City. And and just if you're going to really make it a consistent like week-by-week game schedule, um, I, just, I, I just think about the players in this situation. I'm definitely – this podcast is a players first podcast. Like ev- it, whenever there's a situation – where there's rules being changed or just other scenarios that come in play. I think about the players first, you know, the first thing I, I think about. So, um, so yeah, so for that, I, I think, I think we need to kind of pump the brakes a little bit. So let, let's, 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 let's stay at home. Let's play our games in the NFL at home in America, kind of sprinkle a little bit of in Canada, Mexico, and then do that one weekend occasional, like, games all over the, the map. You use four to six matchups in Europe. But not consistently, like I said before. Um, and I, uh, the next thing I was going to bring up to talk about is uh, the NBA expansion. I know there's talks with expanding. I think it was two more teams. Um, look, I, just like the NFL, it looks like if the NBA is going to expand realistically, it's going to be in – you know, Las Vegas, they're going to have a team there. Um, I know there's no NBA team in Las Vegas, so they're definitely going to do that. There's no arguing against it. I'm not here to, you know, say if that's a good idea or a bad idea. Even if it was a bad idea, they're still going to do it. But I think it's going to be a good idea to have it in Vegas. Um, you know, it, it's like just now with sports betting being popular and everybody wanting to go place wages out in Vegas – Having a team there is only going to amplify that as well. So um, all power to the NBA to get that done. But I have one request for you, Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA. Bring back the Seattle Supersonics. Bring them back. They have the coolest uniforms. I remember growing up watching Ray Allen play with the Supersonics. Kevin Durant's first season in the NBA was on the Supersonics. Get that team back. That would be so awesome. Please get the Supersonics back. So if you're going to add two teams, I know I'm cool with the Vegas team, but man, you got to get the Seattle Supersonics back. They have the coolest uniforms. They were, I mean, just the coolest team. And Gary Payton, Gary Payton, um, Sean Kemp, you name it. I mean, it, they have culture there. It's cool stuff. So yeah, that's my one thing on the NBA expansion. Um, and then... The next thing I wanted to bring up as well is my takes on the college football playoff rankings. They had the show this past Tuesday. And as I was looking at teams one through four, you obviously have Ohio State at one, Georgia at two, 
Michigan at three, Florida State at four. When I look at all four teams, you know, obviously the first every single uh, year with the first week of the selection committee, they're going to put four teams with an undefeated record. That's just how they do it. This is kind of the people freak out about, oh, you know, they should have put team here, team there, all these different things. This is why I think they shouldn't do the college football selection. So until like week 10, 11, like three weeks before or like two, three weeks before the season ends, because all it does is just make everybody so upset in the, in, you know, the grand scheme, the media, like obviously people are going to get mad that Ohio state jumped Georgia and Michigan, but at the end of the day, Ohio state and Michigan play each other. So it's the everything in the college football playoffs going to be solved because those two schools have to play each other. Georgia still has to play at home against Missouri this weekend, home against Ole Miss, and at Tennessee. Those three games are definitely winnable for Georgia, but if they're going to struggle against one of the three. I mean, it's not going to be you know like you saw with Florida a blowout. I think they can easily struggle against all three of those teams. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but they're not going to be easy. And, you know, with Georgia's easy schedule that, you know, this selection committee, they always look at strength of schedule this, strength of schedule that. They're going to look at Georgia and be like, man, you struggled against Missouri and you struggled against, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, we're not going to make you number one. That's why they put them at two uh, is because of schedule. I think them putting Ohio State at one and not Michigan is just extremely asinine because we all know you can literally just look at Michigan right now. And later on, I'm going to get into about them with the sign stealing and stuff. They are so much better than everyone else. Like if they play Penn State, I know Ohio State kind of beat Penn State by you know a couple touchdowns. Michigan will not let them score, and Michigan will put up 50 points. That's how high praise I give, how much high praise I give to Michigan this year. They are ridiculously good, and they are the only team, in my opinion, that could easily be like a pick em in a line between, you know, with Georgia and Alabama because of their offensive line, their running backs, and just they have a stellar defense this year. And I also think that. With number four at Florida State, I think that's kind of where I thought they would be. I thought they would be either four or five. I, my top four, I was gonna put Washington in at four and kind of give Florida State at put Florida State at five just because of Washington's win over Oregon. I think that's the win that carries more weight than the Florida State over LSU because of LSU's loss to Ole Miss. I think Washington has more, you know, in their in their arsenal of, of big-time wins um, than Florida State does. Um, not a knock on Florida State. I think, personally, I think Florida State will end up in the college football playoff. Um, they are only getting better. Their defense is only getting better. So, yeah, it definitely pencil me in for Florida State to get in, but... I think at the end of the day, what really stood out for me in the college football playoff, like I said, it wasn't really one through four. Who cares? They're going to figure that out. It was really the fact that they put 
Texas at seven, and then Oklahoma at nine. When I know Oklahoma lost to Kansas, but Oklahoma beat Texas. Like you have to, if you're gonna do these type of rankings, especially rankings this early and on Halloween night, where there's a whole nother month of football left, why are you putting teams that are ranked in front of teams that they've lost to? I'm looking here as well. Missouri at 12, LSU at 14. Why is that the case? LSU beat Missouri at Missouri. Oklahoma beat Texas, and they're ranked behind. I, f- I sometimes feel like the people that run these selection committees just don't watch any football. I literally think that they just look at, okay, this is the team. Oh, they look better than the other team. Let's look at the record, even though we don't know who they played against and have no context behind it. And then they just pick it out of a hat. I, I don't get it. The only one that they the only rankings that they did correctly, in my opinion, were the year 20 through 25. I think those all make sense. You know, USC at 20, Kansas 21, Oklahoma State 22, Kansas State 23, Tulane 24, and Air Force 25. And the only reason why I think that is because, let's be real, rankings at 20 to 30 are all interchangeable. They're going to change up every week. It's insane how like just much, how much influx there always is in college football between rankings 20 and 30 that people don't really realize but yeah i mean it, it, this the whole ranking thing is so skewed to me it, if it was me with my top 4 I, 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 like i said i was i was going to say a top 4 still put i would put michigan at 1 i would put georgia still at 2 just and and you know honestly, you could really interchange one and two between Georgia and Michigan. It doesn't really matter. They're both going to end up in the in the national championship. I feel like the reason why they did two and three is because two and three have to play each other, and they want to avoid that championship game. I really do think that they want to avoid a Michigan Georgia national championship. Um, but yeah, give me you know Michigan Georgia one or two. It doesn't really matter, and then. Put Florida State at three and Washington at four. And then I would do Ohio State five, Oregon six. Like that's those that would be my top six. It just is kind of mind-boggling how they just they're just like, yeah, let's just throw Ohio State at one. It doesn't really make sense. But hey, at least Ole Miss is in the top ten, so I'm pretty happy here. So that's pretty awesome stuff. Um, and then, you know, speaking of Michigan. Um, I don't know if you guys know about what's been going on with the Michigan program as of recent, but they have this guy that they so they might have hired to, you know, go to games to spy on signals and steal hand signals. A guy by the name of Connor Stallions. Now you have something on social media come up about Connor Stallions going incognito, wearing a Central Michigan hat on the sideline. Look, everybody signs steals in college football. Everybody in college football, especially in the SEC, tries to find any ounce of an edge on their competition. If you were to tell me that there's no real rule to 
sign stealing, but it's like kind of frowned upon. And if I if I just hear the fact that there's no rule involved with it, of course I'm gonna do sign stealing. I want to win. I don't care. Every we know everybody's going to do it anyway. I'm going to, I'm going to find any way within the laws to get my football program to beat your football program. And right now, that's exactly what Michigan did. So for everybody that's trying to paint Michigan in a in a bad light, I think it's absolute malarkey. It really makes me upset because Michigan has done so well this year. This is just another example of our society and how every, when someone does something really well, you always have somebody else that tries to knock them down and make all these accusations. And, and you know, you, you, you always have it with, like, I mean, and I'm, I'm honestly a, a culprit of it being an Ole Miss fan, but, like, when Nick Saban started being good at Alabama – there was always stuff going on, you know, to try and smear Nick Saban's image. And you know what? At the end of the day, we all know that Nick Saban's the best coach in the country, and he's built that team into an empire. And for them to kind of tear down Jim Harbaugh like this, it's just sad. It's just, you know, it's probably, I guarantee you half of the people that are trying to smear, probably over half of people that are trying to smear the Michigan brand name are probably all Ohio State and Michigan State fans. So, I mean, at the end of the day, look, I'm not, if you break the rules, like break, break the rules, obviously you should be punished. But obviously in this situation as well, there was no like actual rule that said that you can't go to another game to see other team signs, especially if you're not like technically an employee. I'm going to have to dig deep into this story on my end, but from what it sounds like, if there was no rule that was in place to have a guy not go to another game, then then why can't he go to the game to look at other teams' signals? That's why you see on the sidelines and you have three guys in like a, a blue shirt, a green shirt, and like a red shirt usually that are all doing signs. And, you know, the players look at the, at the sideline. They have three different people there because they know the other team has their signals. So they're just going to – just do three different guys doing signals and, you know, bef- between each drive, I know for a fact that, you know, at the end of each drive, it's like, all right, blue shirt's going to be the signal caller, but, you know, the other two guys in other colors are just going to start dancing and make signs, just make believe stuff. But, yeah, like I said, it's like that's the reason why they do that is because to prevent other people from you know, stealing their signs. It's just a part of the game, and I don't think Michigan should be punished for it. So that's just my opinion on it. I really want to touch up on college basketball. We have the season right around the corner. Um, games start on this – between this Monday, I think, is the first uh, set of games. Um, look, the SEC is pretty stacked. I'm looking at the top 25 right now. you got Tennessee at 9. You got Arkansas at 14, AM at 15, Kentucky at 16. Um, you got Alabama at 24. I mean, look, I think this is going to be another year where you have a really strong presence in the SEC for college basketball. Um, I'm, I'm really pumped, man. This is going to be a really great year. I love the uh, the challenges that they have between the conferences. I, I'm not. Uh, we'll we'll talk deeper into it with college basketball, but it's really cool when they have like the Big 12 versus 
uh, SEC challenge, and they'll have like all the schools from each conference play against each other during the regular season. I always thought that was really unique about college basketball was able was being able to integrate those two conferences within their scheduling. And it'd be really cool if they did that for football as well. I wish they were able to do that, like a week one where you have all the teams in the Pac-12 have to play all the teams in the SEC, and like they line them all up, like Ole Miss playing UCLA. Like, how cool would that be for Ole Miss to go to play in the Rose Bowl against UCLA? Um, so, in my next episode, I'll dig deeper into college basketball as the you know first tip off start November sixth. And, um, yeah, we'll go through uh, with that. And that is the rest of this episode. Um, Always give me a text if you ever want me to talk about certain things within the sports world. Y'all have a good one. Take care.